Yes, yeah, so good morning everyone. Uh, if you, if you uh, arrived a bit late, my name is Jamie. I'm our youth specialist uh, here at Mosaic and that means I have the awesome pleasure of teaching our youth grades four and up. Um, like Jim said, Brandon Becker have transitioned uh, from leading our church for 15 years and last week was their final service and it was an incredible, powerful service and both Brad and Becca gave incredible final sermons. And if you're a member of our church, I just want to, uh, or even a newbie, we actually recorded the whole service, so it's online. So we put it on our website, so please check it out. Um, and so this kind of is leading me into my sermon. Um, as well as the change of leadership, Angel coming on board, September is normally a new time for change. And um, I don't know how you're feeling. I mean, I've met Angel. She's awesome. And I know she's going to be the right person. But that's all very well me saying that. I've met her. Loads of other people have met her. But you haven't met her yet. And so that kind of is a bit intimidating, a little bit unsure, right? Change is unsure. And so... I thought it'd be a great time to talk about change and new beginnings. And I told you this is interactive. The sermons, these are community services. These are always interactive. So I need 10 volunteers. Can I have 10 volunteers? Where are my volunteers? Yes, come, come up, Alison. Uh, Mike, I think Charlie. Can I have Charlie and James and Dylan? So we've got one, two, three, four, five. That's one team. Lauren, come up. Anyone else? Ben? Ben? Yep. Yep, yep. Come on, Isaiah. And Andrew? Oh, you're just volunteer. You're volunteering someone. That's cheeky. Right. Um. <laughs> right. Uh, Isaiah, so how many we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I need three more. Three more. Three more. Yeah, come on, Chris. There we go. Two more. Two more. Can I have two more? Come on. Matt, I'm going to volunteer you. Come on. I, <laughs> I saw you. You were, I, I, Charlotte. Here we go. Right. I think we got it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Perfect. Right. I need uh, two teams of five. So, Matt, you're going to be captain of one. Lauren, you're going to be the captain of the other. And Chris, you go with Matt. Mike, you go with Lauren. Alison, you go with Matt. Charlie, you go with Lauren. James, you go with Chris and Matt. Dylan, you go with Lauren. Ben, you go with Matt. Isaiah, go with Lauren. Fletcher, you can go with Chris and Matt. And Charlotte, you can go. And we got five on each side? Right, can you make a line along here? So, Lauren, you can start there. Ben, finish there. Uh, oh, hang on, what teams? Just oh, sorry. So, Matt, you start one side. Lauren, bring your team this side. And make a line. Yeah, just make a line along with your, yeah, facing. You can face, well, you'll see in a minute, it'll come up. Just, but just make a line. Okay, and here's a spoon. Can you get, here's a spoon, Charlie. Dylan, I know that's an exciting book, but this is even exciting a game. <laughs> Do you want to put it down? You're going to need all your concentration here. Here you go, Charlotte. And there's a spoon, and we have a spoon. Okay, and then there's a spoon. Can you give that to the Matt's team? Can you dole them out there, Matt? Okay, I have two M&Ms here, two M&Ms. 
Matt, that's your M&M, the red M&M. You're going to put that. Everyone, put the spoons in your mouth. Put the spoons in your mouth. Yes, like that, with the, with the uh, scoop end outwards. Okay? <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, you don't have a spoon? Hang on. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, okay. Perfect. Thank you. I was anyway, so everyone put the spoons in their mouth with the scoop side out and right. Lauren, you're gonna have that one. You're gonna balance it on the spoon. Now the aim of the game is to pass from one team member to the other team member to the other team member to the other team member until it gets to the last team member without dropping that M M&M on the floor. Okay? And so you've got to transfer it without using your hands. From spoon to spoon, so go. Oh. If you drop it, you start at the beginning. Good, good concentration there, Isaiah. Keep those legs bent. That's it. Con oh, oh, Charlotte. Okay, we're coming up to the last, the last team. We have a winner. Lauren's team are the winners. And the prize of winning is giving the losing team a high five. Because there's no losers here, the losers win a high five. <laughs> Thank you so much. There will be some M&Ms available after the service and not to be munched during the service. Thank you, team. Everyone sit down. Take a thank you so much. You can take your, just put your spoons down. Don't break spoons. There we go. Just put the spoons on that stool behind me. So, let's just take a minute. So, you might be asking, Jamie, how on earth does that game display dealing with new beginnings and change? Well, every time they dropped the M&M, it's a bit stressful. You have to start over. And passing the M&M from person to person was stressful and worrying because you didn't want to start over as it changed from person to person. You wanted to win, right? And life, as is often part of life, starting over comes with many changes. Life, my friends, is filled with change. All of you here, just take a minute just to look over the last 10 years of your life. If you're younger, obviously try five. <laughs> Just think about how many changes you've had in your life in the last 10 years. How many of you had to start a new beginning? The vast majority of you, right? A new job, a new college, a new town, a new grade, meaning new classmates, meaning a new teacher. My son's about to start kindergarten. I've been finding myself 
looking at old home videos, sobbing. <laughs> but excited that he's going off and I'm getting my, my life back. <laughs> will I be able to handle the change? How will people like me at my new school? What will be expected of me at my new job? For those of who find change difficult, which is probably all of us at one some point or another, the scariest part is that we can't stop the changes from coming. We can click along if you want. See, I love this song. I love this song, but I'm, I'm not really, really a fan of this advice. Don't worry, be happy. I'm not a fan. It sounds like a painfully simple advice that just isn't realistic. When something is looming on the horizon, maybe it's a change that you know is coming, or maybe one that you are dreading. And it's, isn't it hard not to do anything but worry? As hard as it is to fathom, one of the keys to starting a new be beginning on the right foot is to surrender your worry to God. About nine years ago, my wife and I had a huge change in our life. Uh, you might notice my accent is not America American. No, it is an Australian. Good day, mate. You sound like you're from London. Yes, I am from London. My wife got a job for working for three people based here in Philly, and we up sticks and moved to Philly. Neither of us had lived here before, and it was a new beginning for me and Deb, who had just actually just got married. We, we were worried and excited, but it was especially hard for, both our, for, for my family, but both our families. Um, I don't think my mum will mind me sharing the story. She was worried for us. Um, as I was giving up a successful DJ career in London, uh, they would miss us. You know, she was worried that we were leaving with no savings, starting out on scratch. I didn't, e I didn't even have a work visa. And it was a lot of unknowns and security and a lot of worry for my mum and dad. It caused a lot of tension between us. And we were at church one evening and my mum and dad were visiting. And I think me and Deb went up to get prayer uh, for our new life. And in our old church, there's a huge, huge cross in front of the church. And me and Deb were standing in front of it, receiving prayer. And my mum saw us right in front of us, in that, uh, the, the cross, right behind us. And she had an overwhelming sense that Deb and I were going to be okay. Look at us now. We've been here nine years. We have two dogs, two kids, one due in November. God is fulfilling his promise. In Matthew 6, Jesus paints an amazing picture of freedom from worrying about new beginnings and how we can find God in them. And I'm just going to look at one section of the chapter, verse 25 to 28. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more than food? and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Jesus understands the pangs of worry. 
Here in this verse, he starts with the essentials, food and drink, but also hints at something that protects us from the elements, clothes. In verse 25, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Whenever we start a new beginning, we want to know what we're gonna, that we are going to be okay. What, and whatever changes may come, we will survive it. Jesus knows that feeling. Jesus goes on to ask the critical question, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? In other words, there is more to life than just these things we need for survival and protection or status. New beginnings, they can seem so big, so overwhelming, but there is so much more. Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. Do they not sow or reap or store away in barns? And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? So what Jesus is saying here is that Birds, when they're collecting their foods, they don't go off and store their food in warehouses, right? But yet somehow they survive. God provides for them. What J Jesus is saying here is that if God will take care of, his, of the birds, how much more will he take care of you? You are his masterpiece. You are worth dying for. I think that says it all. In verse 27, can all your worries add to a single moment of your life? Great point, Jesus. I definitely struggle with this. But the point Jesus is making is that when you get right down to it, what good does worry do? Maybe you, maybe you are stressed out about changing grades or schools. What will worrying about it solve? Will it make the transition go smoothly? Will it make it go faster? The obvious answer is no. New beginnings are and always will be part of life. But worry doesn't have to be. Later on in the verse, it says, on verse 31, it says, God knows all our needs. He revealed it to my mum. And he revealed it to me. Why worry? When you get right down to it, God knows all your needs. He knows the new beginnings looming on the horizon. He knows exactly what you need, not to only to survive, but to thrive in the situation. Does that mean everything will go perfectly smooth all the time? No. God doesn't promise a problem-free life. But what he does promise is that he knows what you are going through and will be right there through it all with you. Again, I cannot overstate this. You have Jesus and God, creator of the universe, saying, I've got your back. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you so much for everything that you have provided us, that you have brought us through this transitional period of our church, 
with such grace, with such humility, that you have provided Brad and Becca to leave this church and provided us with an amazing new pastor, Angel. And so I thank you for this. But Lord, we just ask for the strength and the protection from these new changes that are coming in our lives. Not just in this church, but outside, whether it be a new school, a new class, a new teacher, new friends, a new job, a new house. Lord, that you are just there with us constantly, that we put our trust in you. We ask all these things. Amen.